0: Now, we've got more trouble in health. All 15 of the country's kidney dialysis regions are being affected by capacity constraints, too few dialysis treatment chairs, and a lack of physical infrastructure, not to mention there's a 25% shortfall in dialysis unit staff. Most regions reporting their current staffing levels just don't meet demand. Now, the head of nephrology at the Southern DHB, Professor Rob Walker, is with us on this. Rob, morning to you. Good morning, You're how are joined, you? I'm very well. You join the very long list of people in health who don't seem to be doing that well these days. Is it a depressing place to be, or do you just go to work and you serve the people you can and you do the best you can and that it is what it is?
1: Absolutely. Our patients come first, so we always go to work looking after them. So very much they come first and we do our very best to keep that in mind. minds. You know, that's exactly what we do. How dire is it, in your view, it, it, it's a significant issue. Our patients um, deserve better dialysis. They do get dialysis. Nobody is going short, but we could always perform a lot better. And our staff are under immense pressure. And you know, our nursing staff with dialysis units do a fantastic job. They go over and above the call of duty, but you know, it is putting a huge pressure on them, and that needs to be recognized. Unfortunately, kidney disease is not a popular topic. It doesn't get the publicity that other areas of health do. Mm. And this is a long-standing problem. It's not something that's just new. We've always been underfunded for provision of care for people
0: with kidney disease. Is there a demand-side answer? In other words, if people had healthier lifestyles, they wouldn't end up in the chairs getting dialysis?
1: Not specifically. It's not a healthy lifestyle. It's more being aware of kidney disease. Unfortunately, kidney disease is silent and most people don't know it. So as a ballpark figure, one in 11 New Zealanders will have evidence of kidney disease, but less than half of them know that. It's silent. It needs to be part of a routine health check where you check your urine, a protein in the urine, you get a blood test to check your kidney function, and you have your blood pressure checked. Mm. There are three very simple measures that can identify kidney disease very early, and then there's lots of good measures that we can put in place that minimize the impact of kidney disease and slow its progression down. So, But lifestyle is surely one of those. Lifestyle like all things for health, whether it's exercise for your heart, exercise for kidneys, essentially what's good for the kidneys is good for the heart. So yes, that's all part of what we do, but it's not just the solution, definitely not.
0: Do you see a light at the end, do, do any medical professionals see a light at the end of any medical tunnel at the moment or is just everybody in the same problematic scenario?
1: Well, I'm always an optimist. I would hope that there is solutions and there are potential ways we can improve and deliver things, but I think it needs some change of thought and some creative ways of dealing with that, definitely.
0: Nice to talk to you. Appreciate it very much, Professor Rob Walker.
1: For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Newstalk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.